the Pazuzi has been poured. The lavender candle has been lit. Lavender. Welcome to the Horror Salon. I'm your co-host, Andemic. And I'm your co-host, The Witch. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. We are going to have a lot of fun tonight because it is a special episode near and dear to both mm. mine and Andemic's hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully near and dear to many of your hearts. I know this is kind of one of the first things that got me really into horror. But mm-hmm. we are talking B-movies. B-movies. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. So in honor of B-movies, we had to, of course, you know this by now, pick up a zoos that makes a ton of sense to drink alongside a B-movie. What do we got? Okay, so B-movie, we're going to um, revisit um, a distillery that we really liked. Yes. Um, B-nectar. So good. B-nectar meadery. So I guess good. it'll be called a meadery. I don't know if distillery and meadery, meadery are the same thing. So we'll say, we'll say it right. B-nectar meadery. Um, and this is called Necro, Necro Mango Con. So good. Um, amazing. So what, uh, besides the name and the creepy ass picture on, um, uh, oh. the bottle. Oh, it's a creepy picture. This is mango mead with black pepper added. And that was really intriguing to me. Um, so let's see. It says, uh, swallow this. Great. Many years ago, a mysterious book was discovered by a group of friends in the Ferndale, Michigan basement. (laughs) A translation of its contents revealed the recipe for an ancient ancient beverage using mango juice, honey, and black pepper. What they didn't realize was that creating the beverage had dire consequences. Stricken by fear after its completion, the friends tried to contain the terrifying forces into this very bottle. Mm. Once opened, however, no one can say for sure if it can be conquered. Defend your soul or join us. Be smart. Be as smart. An amazing oh, that's good. shout out to one of the all-time best B-movies, Evil Dead. Oh, I, I'm in love with this already. I haven't even tried it. Agreed. This is... I, I'm guessing that I'm probably going to join them and not conquer them. I'm just going to yeah. throw that out there now. I haven't tried it yet, but probably well, I mean, this happen. will fulfill your destiny of being invisible and naked in the woods, right? Oh my gosh, it would. Yeah. I so, so, I mean, this just is fine. do it. This it's is fine. a fine fate for me. Um, but this is Bee Nectar out of Ferndale, Michigan. Um, and their products are Stellar. 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 You so, have to try some of this stuff. Without further to. ado. Okay. Clink. Clink. Mm. Oh, yes. That's yummy. That is really good. I'm going to take another sip because yeah. I don't get the black pepper in me. Oh. oh, I got it on the end. It's on the back end. It's on the end. It takes a minute, as you can tell, because I was about to tell you I didn't get it, but I did. Yeah. Oh, that's delightful. That is really good. I've never had a mango. A mango cider? Mead cider. It's not cider, right? It's mead. It's mead. mead. Yeah, this is really good. Is it just mead? (laughs) Or is this delicious? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, this is really, so it's fun because it's light because mango is kind of like tropical, citrusy, light. But then it does have that spice on the back with with a black pepper. So you get a little bit of bite at the end. 
but not overwhelming. That's my problem with a lot of spicy drinks is that the spice overwhelms mm-hmm. me. And this, because the front end is so light, that that back end heat is is welcome. is a welcome addition. This is this might be one of my new favorites. Yeah, this is tasty. This is a tasty little treat. It is. Um, highly recommend the Necro Mango Con. Yeah. Get yourself a bottle. Get it in your mouth. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're talking B-movies. Yeah. B-movie delights. B-movie delights. And Andemic and I have a long-standing love for the B-movie. So, I mean... We have to kick this episode off with just kind of chatting a little bit about what is a B-movie. Most of you horror nerds are going to know all about the B-movie. And if you don't, you have definitely seen one because they are so common in the horror world. Um, But just a quick kind of little rundown about what a B-movie is. So basically, it's just a low-budget commercial production Mm -hmm. um it's not an art house film um because a lot of times those are a little bit low budget as well um but it's a low budget commercial production um the name i thought this was really interesting the name comes from they typically would make these movies and then they would create these double feature discs Mm, and the b movie was always the second on the disc that wasn't the high bill like the b-side yeah Yeah. it was the b-side of the disc and so that's how it got its kind of popular name um they're pretty typical on the shorter side lower budget not those special grandiose effects that you'd expect from a highly billed movie or a highly produced movie um and they're very popular particularly in the horror and sci-fi genre yeah so like i said even if you were unfamiliar with the term b-movie you have probably definitely watched a yeah. B-movie if you're a horror nerd. Yeah. Well, I mean, and let's put this into perspective. B-movie, sometimes it gets a negative connotation. Right. But s- there are some B-movies that are classics. Oh, yes. Night of the Living Dead would be considered a B-movie. Yes. And it's on the Criterion Collection list. Yeah. There are so many good, solid, scary Absolutely. B-movies. Absolutely. That you absolutely should check out. So don't hear the phrase B-movie and think that we're talking. That it's going to suck. Yeah, yeah. Sucky movies. No. That's not at all what we're talking. We're just talking about mm-hmm. those movies that maybe weren't billed mm-hmm. to be classics. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they came came to be. Or we think yeah. they should be. Yeah. Exactly. Because um, we have quite a few of those. Um, so yeah. So that's a little bit about what a B-movie is. Now, Andemic Scott, she has prepared... A list of B movies. Just some. Just, just some, some that I love. Yes. Um, this list is by no means exhaustive because there are so, so, so many more. And as we've been talking through the day, um, I've thought, or we've talked about a couple that I'm like, shit, I didn't put those on the list. I know. But, okay, so Evil Dead, obviously, this this uh, Necro, I mean, that's uh, so good. Amazing. So fun. So your movies like The Day After, I mean, that's mm-hmm. about uh, the atomic bomb. That's I've watched that movie 10 million times. I watch lots of oh, movies yeah. 10 million times. Uh, pretty much any trauma movie. Yep. Uh, all, all, always fun. One of my favorites from, made, it was made for TV. It's called Invitation to Hell, where this company uh, has memberships to this adjoining country club and that's basically run by the devil. Ooh. And there is a door where your souls go. It's hilarious. Oh, I bet. Freaking love that That sounds movie. fun. Uh, Hercules in New York. Uh, the Blob Great from 1988. Uh, the original Blob is a classic, but the one from 1988 with Kevin Kellen, Kevin Dillon, um, fantastic. Um, D- 
the original piranha basket case. <gasps> piranha. They live. Uh, Megaforce. The stuff. So good. Amazon women, women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. I haven't learned that one, but I want to uh, watch it. Yeah. Death Race 75. Uh, uh, Gargoyles. Night of the Demons. Oh, Gargoyles. Chopping Mall. Dead Alive. Zardoz. The Warriors. Troll. Tremors. Tremors. I, mean, I could go on and on. Tremors. Um, two of my absolute favorites, though, are Prophecy. Um, which is from 1979, and it's about, uh, I don't know what happens to this this freaking grizzly bear, but it goes apeshit, and just to see Man. this dude in a bear suit chasing people, but there's one scene that I remembered from my childhood that made me try and find this movie later, <laughs> um, is when it, these, they run from this thing, and they're across the lake, but the old guy decides he's going to turn around and talk to it. No. Oh, come on. Why? And it picks him up, and it, it looks totally claymation. But oh, sure. when I was a kid, you see across, and, and it's just across the lake, and there's some fog, and the, the legs are flipping back and forth. <laughs> and this, you know, this, this bear thing kills him. And so that oh, image was in so my good. head for years. So good. And finally, I tracked down the movie, and it's called Prophecy. I Prophecy. love that movie. Prophecy, okay. Um, Boggy Creek would be considered B-movie. That's oh, one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Um, Witchboard, which I know you haven't seen. I haven't seen, and I need to, apparently. Yeah, you really need to. I need to. So anyway, I mean, please uh, leave us some notes in the comments and wherever you comment. Info at... <laughs> in our email. I'm the old one. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you where info, later. Info at... Horsalon.com. Yeah. Or, you know, on our Instagram page. Oh, yeah. You can comment on our Instagram page all day. Please do. Yeah. Hit us up there. Let us know uh, what your favorite B-movies are. Yeah. Because this, this list is by no means um, exhaustive. Yeah. Um, there are such good ones that I, I know we've been talking mm-hmm. about this all day, but there are such good ones you just named off that I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. So, so fun. Um, So... It's funny because when I was prepping for this B-movie episode, it just brought back so many good nostalgic <laughs> memories for me. Because like I said, B-movie slashers, mm-hmm. these are the things that got me into yeah. horror as a, as a real horror nerd, right? Like yeah. this is this was my entry point. Um, and one of my favorite things to do when I was a little kid. So we used to have our our town video store was a Hollywood video. Anyone remember the Hollywood videos? Um, So we would every single, and I promise you this, every single Friday go to the Hollywood video after school. (laughs) Mom would pile us up in the van, usually me and my cousin. Shout out to my cousin who's an avid listener of this podcast. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. You know, (laughs) you are in the van with me. Uh, My best friend. We would all pile in the van, the the three, the the terrible three. (laughs) And we would go to Hollywood video. And while my mom kind of perused the, you know, new releases section, we went straight to that horror section. We're like, okay, each of us are getting a movie and we're going to binge watch them tonight yep. and it's going to be awesome. Um, and that's where, mm-hmm. you know, B, we got all of these fun B movies. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, that's pretty much defines every weekend yeah. of my childhood. Those straight to video, those made straight for TV to video things. Oh, yeah. Straight up fun campy 
horror. Um, I have to give a shout out, which this this sh- will show you how much of a nerd I am. I ended up as you know a teenager, middle schooler maybe, with favorite production houses. Because I knew what I was going to get when I watched a movie from them. That's awesome. Um, my absolute favorite, Asylum Films. Yep. Oh, my gosh. They were making the cheesiest, goriest, <laughs> for no good reason, movies that I have ever seen. A lot of them were, um, like, spoofs mm-hmm. on really popular movies. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But did you have such a fun time <laughs> watching them? I have to give a shout-out to Snakes on a Train. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh, how much fun that movie was. But we would just sit and watch and laugh and have such a mm-hmm. good time watching some of this stuff. And actually, back in that time, um, I know a big production house right now, Anchor Bay. Yeah. It used to be a, a pretty big beam. And they, they had some good movies yeah. come out of Anchor Bay, but it was a B-movie production right. house. And they had some good movies <laughs> come out of there. Um, we were talking today about Behind the Mask, The Rise yeah. of Leslie Vernon. Uh, that's a that's an Anchor Bay production. Yeah, um, so if you're interested in going down the B-movie rabbit hole, I highly recommend Anchor Bay and yeah. Asylum Films as two production houses to check out because they're putting out. I, I can't vouch for all of their movies, obviously. Some of them might. I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of them are so fun. Those were always the two we were looking for when we went, we went <laughs> to the aisle. I, um, I have kind of a disconnect with B-movies of today, though they don't hold up for me mm. like some of the older ones. And I don't know if it's the film quality because I like that rougher oh, film quality, yeah. um, less CGI. I would agree with that, um, yeah. So some of the ones today, I can't... It's like they're made as B-movies. When back then, they were just made as... They were movies. As movies. But now, it, kind of like the whole concept of Sharknado. I can't get on yeah, board with that because... that's fair. They tried to make a cult classic. They tried to make ridiculous films you know and that are going to be cult classics and when you go into it with that in mind for me it doesn't work yeah i agree Um, i agree so like one of the production houses and um and honestly i can't vouch for all of their movies either but just anytime i come across it gravitas ventures i've heard i i feel like it's gonna suck really and i will typically stick with it because there are needles in every haystack absolutely and so I don't want to miss out on something because I have a preconceived notion of the uh, that that production company, but I feel like Neh. and uncorked is another one that's like Neh. I don't know I don't know if I'm familiar with these ones yeah but maybe that's just because I'm so on the b- board with Anchor Bay and mm-hmm. Asylum Films yeah. I don't have time yeah. to look at any other production. <laughs> well, I mean, and if they're you know if. I, I don't know. I just, the, the earlier ones for me are, are better. They, they're more a screenshot in time for me when yeah. I was younger. Um, but it is, for me, it's why I love 70s movies so much. 70s horror, it's, it's the film quality. It's the low-budget production. Yeah. No CGI, uh, real blood splatters, squibs. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that whole nine yard. Yeah, for sure. Puppets playing grizzly bears. Oh, my well, gosh. Men in suits. Men playing, in suits yeah. play, playing grizzly bears. I love, I, I love every moment of it. Um, but anyway. Yeah, it, it's just it's just fun. Um, I'll share one of my last kind of loves about B-movies, and then we can get into the actual movie review. But um, one of the things, you know, 
obviously I got into them when I was younger. And then as I kind of grew up, that's what I kind of became known for in my friends group because you know we were the nerds on Saturday night we weren't having the raunchy high school parties (laughs) we're watching uh we're watching a b-movie a b-horror movie and we're gonna play Monopoly and we're gonna do that kind of stuff and so um yeah it was just these are the types of things that I remember my youth being heavily tied to so I have a soft place in my heart for them absolutely for sure All right. So we did prepare in order to really dive into B-movies. We have to talk about some of our favorites. Mm -hmm. And so we did prepare a movie review of sorts for you that goes through some of our highlights of the B-movie genre, I would say. We picked three. Three B-movies that we will share with you tonight. And um, the first two are actually Andemic's (laughs) favorites. So I'll let Andemic kind of kick us off. Yeah. Two of my favorites that I watch probably an inappropriate amount of times. I mean, I watch them so much just because I don't know. I don't know what it is about them, but they're highly entertaining um, and just so much fun. And the first one we're going to talk about is called The Video Dead. Yes. uh, From 1987. Um, Basically, a boy finds a TV in an attic that isn't plugged in um, and a woman starts talking dirty to him on it. Um, Always a good sign, right? I mean, it's not plugged in. The woman's talking dirty. Fine. Anyway, the kid gets high and starts watching this TV, and then um, all hell sort of starts to break yeah. loose. Um, because, well, I guess it's unplugged at the beginning. But so, uh, uh, well, to set it up, okay, so mm-hmm. I suppose I should back up just a little bit. I don't want to give too much away, though, because it's just so asininely funny. It is. But to back up, um, a guy who lived in the house before, a famous writer, gets this um the shipment that he didn't order anything and it is a tv with a mirror taped to the um to the screen Mm -hmm. the mirror is facing the screen and he's like well i didn't order anything it turns out the order came to him by mistake it was supposed to go to some oddities museum Mm -hmm. and basically um the dead come out of the tv they come out of that tv they do um they literally crawl out of the tv so there's a haunted tv yeah the kid turns on the the tv and it's it looks like just a a black and white zombie movie and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're you see one of the zombies from behind and it stops and it turns around and looks looking and it starts looking through the screen Mm -hmm. and like hitting the inside of the screen Mm -hmm. so um so i mean come on it's a haunted TV and the undead escape yeah. and wreak havoc. That's the premise. Yeah. The, the place it what was more supposed could you to want? go was the Institute <laughs> to the Study of the Occult. It's <laughs> like, what? That's a thing? Um, I mean, the, the acting is freaking stellar. Stellar. Um, the sister is majoring in aerobics. I literally have that on my list, too. What are you majoring in? Aerobics. aerobics. What are you minoring in? Music videos. Music videos. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, what the else brothers of burnouts. What else would uh, you do? And the parents are in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What's happening? They move into this house before the parents. Yeah. What What just happened? Um, and then, obviously, Q April, the hot blonde walking her dog. I, f- I fucking hate April. Can I just say that? <laughs> okay. We might not be to that point of the hates, but I fucking hate April. Tell me why, witch. Tell me why you hate April. You know why. You know <laughs> my most hated thing in any scary movie is when animals die. I know. 
And she doesn't give a shit about the dog. She does. She calls it a thing. A thing. She yeah. calls it a thing. And you know what I, I said aloud when she said thing? I said, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. But I do love, and this is one of the things that rings in my ears, and every once in a while I would just say it out loud. The dog's name is Chocolate. <laughs> She, and how she, she pronounced chocolate 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 oh sh- i i'm like i can't so, yeah um and then you know the dog gets loose and she's like the poodle likes to mate with skunks and then when they spray him he gets even more turned on, <laughs> more turned on. um gross april <laughs> i mean come on chocolate. April. also can okay let's just follow april's character arc she randomly shows up and says, yeah, let me come in for a glass of water. Loses the dog. Dog dies. She calls it a thing. Fuck her immediately. <laughs> then she goes home, takes a shower, gets a phone call from uh-huh. him, from the kid that she just met. Yeah. Uh, and they chat for like all of 30 seconds. And she decides to just throw in this little fun quip. My dad's, a- my dad's having an affair with the maid. How gross. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't that that was strange? It's that's strange. Get out of here, April. <laughs> Go away. Well, I mean, your your wish is their command. I wish mean, is, yeah. So the TV unleashes. Uh, I'd say what about five zombies or so, and they're all characters on their own. There's a a bride. I love the bride. Yeah, she's a man in a suit, a punk kid, a dude mm-hmm. in a flannel, and a dude in a hat. Yep. Um. And yep. at one point, okay, so these aren't like your typical zombies where they um, eat flesh and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. They're pissed that they're dead and they yeah. want to kill the living because they can no longer be alive. So yeah, they want envious. something they, yeah, they're envious. They want something they can't have. Mm-hmm. At one point, the they get into the house. Um, I think it's one of the neighbor's houses. Am I right? Oh, uh, well, the older woman. Yes. The older woman yeah, who's just go. trying to make coconut fudge. I, I know. I was pissed. Yeah. You're going to like it. It's got coconut in it. <laughs> um, and she, the bride zombie, puts on the wig and then just wears the wig the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, I love that. Um, Which I will say that particular moment when they go into that old couple's house has the kill that I love the most in the whole movie. Washing machine. The washing machine. Mm-hmm. Even Well, they ki- I think they kill her prior, prior to putting her in the washing mm-hmm. machine. Then they put her in the washing machine. Feet up. Yeah, feet up. So they're spinning they're around. Spinning her around. And Great. I love that they giggle. The zombies they giggle. They love it. They've, they're enjoying themselves. They really are. Um, let's talk about the, the riveting scene um, when April is brushing her teeth and she's having flashbacks um, and they pan just zoom in on her face and the brushing's getting faster and faster and faster I'm and like, then a- all of a sudden blood shoots April, out. April, calm the calm fuck down. down. Nothing happened. Are you why are you scrubbing your gums like that, April? <laughs> I have no sympathy for her character whatsoever. She gets on my damn nerves. Uh, yeah. So um, long story short, uh, this guy comes to the door who's from this institute and wants to get yes. the TV back. And the guy's like, or the kid's like, you're crazy. And this is right before he finds the TV. Right. And then you think after he finds the TV, holy shit, maybe I should find this guy. But no, he gets high and listens to the filthy talk on the TV. Yeah, he's like, this is fine. This is totally fine. Um, and he turns it on. I think the garbage collector that's in the TV is that guy, right? I don't, I was unclear. I, but I, I was I've okay. always been unclear about that too. But 
he collects human garbage. Um, so I, I just assume that it's the same guy. I collect the human garbage, kid. So he's kind of trying to wrangle up the dead. Yeah. Um, so the guy comes back to the door, and the kid finally believes it. And, you know, they, you know, of course, try and try and get kill the zombies. But I right. love... One of the things that I do think is actually kind of chilling that could be in somebody's bad dream is uh, the guy dangles the kid from the tree. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. With the chainsaw. Yes. And they put bells around because every time the dead are near, obviously a bell rings. Mm-hmm. And the bells start going off and the kid is dangling and the dude's asleep in the little shelter. Yeah, that I is good. I thought that was that's actually kind of creepy. That's a good, that's a good scene. For sure. So I'm not going to spoil it all. It's just nonstop fun. It's a nonstop thrill ride from the very onset um, when the zombies first emerge mm-hmm. from the TV. The special effects of the zombie. There's lightning. Great lightning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. also the zombie's head just kind of pokes out. Wait. Very small TV. Very small. Very how large the zombie. F did they get out of he that did, I don't know how. I'm still confused on that. But I just, that's what I love about a B movie, though, is there's no rhyme or reason. Right. There's no logic. It's just, that's what's happening. Just right. go zombie with it. Runs off with the chainsaw. Runs off with the chainsaw. Like you what? just see her in the background of a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Running. <laughs> Running. Bye. I'm, I have this now. I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> they're, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, One of my favorite favorite lines in the whole movie again I'll go back to the acting piece of this movie (laughs) is Jeff I mean my absolute favorite part of the whole movie is when Zoe says that her major's aerobics are minors music videos videos. there's there's nothing better than that but also when Jeff is trying to play it cool uh because Zoe's like what are you doing Mm -hmm. and Jeff's like nothing and he actually had just shoved a zombie hand on the garbage disposal yes um and she's like, you're acting, you're acting strange. And his response is, that's just the way I am. I'm a strange person. <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. That's the whole end of the yeah. scene. What great writing. What great. I mean. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah. You really can't. I'm just. Well, the sister, you I'm know, and the sister keeps her shit together there at the end. Or not the she end. She does such end, a good job. I mean, yeah. Because you can't, if you don't show fear, they won't kill you excellent job she really she played that well <laughs> she did <laughs> and only oh. would you like to come in <laughs> i don't i don't want to ruin the end for no. you i'm not no. going to ruin the end for you but i'm just going to leave you with this fuck those parents i mean really what the hell i know piss me off yep yep so my verdict i'll let endemic of her verdict but my verdict is excellent cheese fest yes or excellent chocolate Cho- fest. Chocolate fest. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely worth the watch. This was actually my first time going through Video mm-hmm. Dead. Not my last. It's a fun, <laughs> fun movie. And uh, one final shout out. Um, my verdict, obviously, is watch it. And I believe this one, um, they just put it on Prime, I think. But also you can get it on YouTube. Uh, same mm-hmm. with the next movie. But... The soundtrack is its own character. It's all synthed out. It's so and fun. It's so fun. 80s awesome. It's so fun. So watch it. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's move on to our second one, which is actually another pick of Andemics. It is. 
Um, Shockma. Shockma. 1990. I know. I can't believe it's that late. It's I really can't either. Yeah. It does not feel that way, but it it was 1990. Well, and it's got a screen legend, uh, horror legend Roddy McDowell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda Weiss from Friday or no Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. and Christopher Adkins. Blue Lagoon Ooh. and the pirate movie. Yeah, shout out to the pirate movie with Chrissy McNichol and Christopher Atkins. If you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. Get on it. I need to get on it. The pirate movie. The pirate movie. Um. Anyway, so I've seen this movie a million times. Uh, it's uh, long story short. Uh, it's a medical research building, kind of a medical school kind of place, and they're doing some experimental behavior modification things mm-hmm. on some of the animals. And they try and do one on this baboon, and um, it actually makes him, uh, it, it rages him out. Yeah. He just becomes extremely dangerous. So they have to put him down. Yeah. And the dude doesn't do it just yet. And um, then they do, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And so that little bastard comes back to life. Yes, they do. At yes, the same time, uh, there's a group of these medical students that are playing like a, a live action, almost kind of like a D and D kind of oh game. Oh my god! I through have so the many whole building, to say. Mm-hmm. through the whole building, and Shockma gets loose and goes on a killing spree. Yes, while Perfect. they're playing this game. Perfect, and they're locked in there, <clears throat> which yes is r- super scary. Yes, and in the and it's part of the, of the game, game. Yeah, a lot of the doors are locked, mm-hmm. so they can only get into certain doors with certain keys. And right. Um, so it's, they're kind of, they're trapped. They're trapped. They're trapped in the building with Mm -hmm. this. So I have to say the whole premise, this game Mm -hmm. that they, they've stayed behind on a weekend, which I think is also important to this movie because it's, you know, it's a medical school building, which Mm -hmm. is typically only really active Mondays through Fridays. Right. So there's kind of this eeriness in there. They're in it on a Friday night. Probably no one's going to really be in there until, you know, maybe they clean it before Monday, but maybe not Saturday, right? So there's kind of this eeriness there, but the game that they're playing, oh, I want to play that game so bad. It sounded like so much fun, and you're exactly right. It's kind of like this D&D-esque role player um, fantasy game that I just oh it looks like so much fun With very early computer technology very early computer technology <clears throat> the best I just was so immersed in that that it, this was so fun to just kind of get right into I was like yeah I'm there I'm there <laughs> I can see myself there which made the movie even scarier because I'm like oh, I would be in that building too I get it <laughs> <laughs> so I I yeah. just I thought it was excellent I think that premise is totally totally excellent um one of the other things like i truly think of all the movies we're going to talk about tonight i think shockma to me is the most unsettling movie mm-hmm. because to me it is so believable like the whole premise there's nothing supernatural about it there's nothing yeah kind of out of this world about it you know it's on my dislike list obviously that they're experimenting on animals because yeah. i hate that but yeah. that's also a reality of the world yeah um so that was very believable mm-hmm. especially in a medical school yeah that, that was happening um it's very believable that you know something could have gone wrong in the experimentation on mm-hmm. one of those animals right it's very believable that a baboon who is already an extremely aggressive animal 
could become more aggressive because of some of these experiments. It's very believable that they're in this building for the reasons that they're in this building Mm -hmm. and that that animal, you know, wakes up and becomes aggressive towards them. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that, you know, the thing that I find really alarming about this movie is that just because they set it up so well that they're playing this game, they're not all aware of what's going on. Right. So some of them are still playing the game and some of them are dead. Yeah. So it's like, it's so believable yeah. how they set it up that that was, it's scary. It's mm-hmm. an unsettling movie because y- you can see this happening. Mm-hmm. Well, and the whole notion of this this creature that's like lurking in a hallway, like there, there are several scenes when somebody's trying to run down a hall to get into the elevator, or mm-hmm. get into a door and Shockman's coming around the corner and you're like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's legitimately frightening. Because you know that thing is fast. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to be fast, probably faster than that human. Yeah. So if it comes around the corner, that person's not going to be around <laughs> very much longer. One of the things, uh, I, lo- I love the baboon. And I believe for most of it, it's a real baboon. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a couple scenes when a hand does something and you can tell it's like it's a, not, a yeah. puppet hand or whatever. But I think for most of it, they use a real baboon and... That baboon is pissed. Pissed. That pissed. baboon is pissed. So that kind of makes me a little leery. Nervous. Like, what did they what do? What did they do? I have that it? down too on my dislikes. What did they do? Do that. Why they do that baboon? But the way it thrashes itself against oh my the God. doors. Um, but particularly, and this is something I've imitated on hundreds of dance floors, <laughs> when that little bastard runs on its hind legs. It is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. It's so good. It's so good. So good. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I know. It, it, it's truly awesome. It's an awesome movie. You know what else I really, I just thought of this. I like about the whole premise of them being stuck in that medical school mm-hmm. is that that's the only place, like that's literally the only place this movie takes place yeah it's all, um yeah. you are in the medical school with them you don't really get to go anywhere else and so there's like this claustrophobic element yeah. to it that i think is really kind of cool that you're not highly aware of as you're in it but you realize after the movie that you're like oh i was just that was the whole movie was, yeah. in, that was in that hospital place. so uh, i think that's a really cool technique that they mm-hmm. um that they employed i will say even though this movie, I think, is the scariest of the three we're talking about tonight, I am fully and totally sympathetic and on the side of the baboon. Well, of course. Shockma, I'm not mad at you for what you did. No, of course not. I'd be pissed, too. And he and he runs. And he runs. Legs. And he legs. He has a monkey. A stuffed monkey. He has a stuffed monkey that is his pal. <sighs> yeah. No, I agree. Totally yeah. on the side of the baboon. Totally on the side Although, of the baboon. Although, well, no, I don't. That's a spoiler. Never mind. I'm not going to give it away. Um, there were a couple of deaths. One in particular that I was like, oh, damn. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm rooting for the baboon. I'm, I'm always rooting for the baboon. I, um, I will say one more thing about this movie. Um, I fucking hate Kim. Kim gets on my damn nerves. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Okay. First of all, Kim. Do something. Hanging out. I know that's your role in the game. Yeah. Hang out upstairs yeah, and yeah. just. Be, but why are you hiding? Like in hi, like you're hiding with your piece of cheesecake. Yeah. In the corner. Yeah. Just eating yeah. the cheesecake, 
And they're like, oh, well, you didn't say the magic words. No shit, Kim. Everyone's dead. Do you see the blood on my clothes, Everyone's Kim? dead, Kim. Okay. Then, why are you so distraught? Why is she so distraught? She's so distraught. Oh, my God. She's playing the damsel in distress for the dude. Because she's got a crush. Oh, she pissed me off. Super and also, there is a scene in the movie where she needs to get the attention of someone outside. What is her, what is her tactic? Let me throw forks out the window. Yeah. What the? Who? Deci- no. Meanwhile, she's got a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Did she shine the flashlight? No, not until the car was driving, yeah, driving away. away. Yeah. Oh, piss me off with that, Kim. Yeah, nope, I totally get it. Hate her. And Hate then her. The, the game master, the way he talked and the way he was chewing that gum. So- mm. God. <laughs> so Over bad. And out. I was like, are you, like, I was like, are you being sexual? I don't know. I don't know. know. Yeah, he was like, yeah. Like, it was. I was confused the whole time. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if you're trying to be sexual or not. This is Gamekeeper. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's like, that's it. Yeah. That's the exact thing he was doing. I don't know. It was just uh, interesting. But I love that movie. I think it's great. Yep. Great movie. I watch movie. it probably once a month. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I say, if you like animal thrillers, you'll like this one. Yeah. That's my verdict on this. Um, it, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Fun B movie. Baboonalish. Baboonalish. All right, our last All film. Right. This is Witch's Pick. This was my pick. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Classic. Classic. 1988. I love, love, love this movie. Um, synopsis ridiculous a circus tent spaceship crash lands in a field Mm -hmm. very close to a small town and its clown inhabitants start killing the inhabitants of the town um to take back to space with them as food um and then there's like the small band of townspeople that get together that fight the clowns it's the whole thing yeah that's the whole that's the premise that's the whole premise excellent it's an excellent excellent movie well and if you i mean scary maybe but if you have a clown phobia oh scary yeah if you have a clown phobia this movie may or may not be for you depending if you want to be scared or not i don't know um i think what my my absolute favorite thing about this movie is just the aesthetic of the movie yeah it is so well done. They latch on to the clown carnival theme hard uh-huh. and they don't let go no. the whole movie. I love the inside of that clown tent. So. So cartoonish. So, so cartoonish. Yeah. In fact, um, so basically at the beginning when the tent lands, um, you get some initial exploration of the tent um, by a, a guy who was just sitting in his cabin and sees it kind of <laughs> crash land in his backyard and mm-hmm. he's like what's this about so you kind of go up and then you realize that there are clowns and they're killers right that's you know kind of what sets the whole thing off but then you have some of these college students that see it crash land from where they were making out on the top of the world mm-hmm. and they decide they're going to go investigate too and so but they don't you know def- they don't get killed they yeah. go into the actual spaceship yeah. Um, and so the interior of that spaceship, it is technicolored. 
It is, I mean, they find a lab that has cotton candy cocoons. Yeah. And when you rip off the can, it kind of looks like upside down light bulbs. Light bulbs. Yeah, pink light bulbs. A pink fluffy cotton candy. And when you tear off the pink fluffy, you see like bloody people on they the inside. They look gelatinous. Gelatinous. It awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, so you, they, they find that. They find a room that just has a drop-off. And it is clear when they go into that room that the whole room is a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And they're the only live action yeah. in the room. It's awesome. <laughs> and there's like this weird lightning going on in there too. Yeah. Again with the lightning. Excellent. The clowns have popcorn guns yep. they shoot. I mean, it is hardcore aesthetics throughout this whole thing um they have a balloon dog who hunts them down (laughs) i mean everything about this movie is hysterical Well, even um when when they escape and get out and the girl goes home to shower she has popcorn she has the popcorn in her hair in her hair from popcorn guns yeah and that popcorn they pan down to it on the floor and the popcorn is slithering it's slithering and it's actually pretty creepy it is to watch that popcorn slither around so they spared no no detail no I mean, slip the slithering popcorn slithering popcorn that. it's so good so yeah they they go through this fun technicolored tent and you see all of these kind of fun carnival creepy things and then um they run back to town to tell uh, the police department, yeah. hey, this terrifying thing is happening in our town. And you've got the good cop, bad cop action. Q, yeah, Q skeptical small town sheriff. Right. The horrible character that you're just like, oh my gosh, of course. But he's an important role because mm-hmm. you need the horrible character to have what goes on go on. And the young rookie's going to go and check it out. He's going to figure it out, yeah. right? And so they they drop, um, oh, what's her name? I don't no, know if I, I have her name down. Uh, they drop the, fe- the the girl, the main girl protagonist yeah. off at her house to take the shower. Mm-hmm. And then they, the, the young sheriff and the boy go back up to the, the tent, which of course isn't there. Of course. Of course isn't there. So immediately the rookie is like, oh, you're lying to yeah. me. I can't believe this. And then kind of chaos ensues after that. But it's just, I mean, it's so much fun to kind of watch like as as you're building this main storyline of we need to convince the police that something sinister is going on, mm-hmm. you're also watching the clowns descend on the town and create chaos. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. But the sheriff and the rookie just don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, and some of the sinister things that the clowns are doing in the town, <laughs> oh my God, so fun and terrible. But fun, like... The one clown goes into a drugstore and just starts smashing, smashing shit. Smashing shit up, yep. And the poor person behind the counter is like, uh, uh, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Love it. So funny. Um, there's a scene where the an, another clown goes and <laughs> fi- rides his little bicycle up to some gangs of bikers. Uh, Shorty is that clown's Shorty? name. Yep, that's my best kill. Oh, it is a good kill. Punches that head right off. Yeah. Um, so good. Yeah, as a as a person who rides a motorcycle, I I personally love this. And they destroy Shorty's bike. Yeah. So well, screw I mean, them, first of all. And he Shorty said, yeah, you can honk the horn. Yeah. He was being nice. Yeah, I mean, honk the horn. Um, so the guy's like, well, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? And so the do, the Shorty, like, flies into the air and then comes down magically with boxing gloves. Yeah. And then, boom, 
knocks decapitated deca- by punching punch one punch decapitation excellent excellent, excellent kill and sa- i wouldn't eh. kills aren't satisfying but that one i mean that guy he was an asshole he was yeah. an asshole he had so that was fun um i also i have to say my favorite kill of the whole the whole show is the clown that goes to the bus stop and starts doing shadow puppets that is my honorable mention kill yes excellent hand puppet t-rex hi hand puppet t-rex eats the poor folks who are just thinking they're watching a puppet show five people at once oh my gosh excellent 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 and that moment is when so the sheriff pulls up with his with the guy yeah they pull up he watches that happen and he's like, oh, yeah, we have a problem <laughs> okay, so here. Going on here. Yeah, yeah. We, we clearly have a problem here. So it's just a, a fun time. Mm-hmm. There are some really cool characters in this movie, aside from the clowns, which are all fun. Um, I really love the Terenzi brothers. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they so they're kind of these background characters that aren't like the main protagonists of the story. But they they're these two brothers that have got themselves a hold of this ice cream truck and are just driving it around yep. town looking for ladies. Yep. <laughs> and somehow they wind up in this mess, getting involved, <laughs> chasing down the clowns in their ice cream uh-huh. truck. Um, it is, they are some excellent, excellent characters. And I, I just think it was an excellently casted movie. <laughs> and then the last thing I'll say is that there are just some really awesome lines throughout, particularly at the end. So you kind of see these clowns going through the town wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sheriffs finally buy into the fact mm-hmm. that, yeah, this is happening. This is actually happening. There is, I will say, an, a, a particularly creepy moment in the police station once the rookie cop comes back. I don't want to ruin it for you, but someone is turned into a human puppet. Are you in my head? Get out of my head because that's the last thing I was going to say. Oh, say it. Say it. Say it. I won't say any more. I was just going to say the best foreshadowing, yes. foreshadowing at its finest, is when the grizzled ass sheriff, when they're gonna go mm-hmm. and and at the very beginning, when they're mm-hmm. gonna go and uh, check this stuff out, make a dummy out of yourself. You're not gonna make a dummy out of me. So good. And then and then someone yes. gets turned into a dummy. That is excellent. I'm just telling you, it is that is a creepy ass scene for sure. <laughs> but then, so you, you you kind of see the, and then that is when the rookie cop realizes the weakness of the clowns which yeah. this isn't too much of a spoiler to let you know it's their nose which we could have predicted the clowns nose very important to them so we just yeah. take a little shot at the nose and they kind of go up in dust but um so he figures that out and so they all kind of decide they're going to take on these clowns unfortunately the clowns do break into the female protagonist's house and capture her take mm-hmm. her back to their carnival spaceship um so so everyone else has to chase him up to the carnival spaceship but that's kind of where all the good juicy fun lines happen (laughs) particularly there's a security guard at the carnival when the clowns roll up um and he's (laughs) he's looking at him he's like the club the park is closed and they all get out of their clown car they're standing there staring at him and they pull out a bunch of pies and my favorite line in the whole movie is this security guard looks at him and he goes, what are you going to do with those pies, boys? <laughs> and they throw <laughs> the pies at him and then he just 
turns into a pile of whipped cream. It is so so good. Good. I mean, it is so good. Just um, campy nonsense campy delight. Campy nonsense it. delight. The other line I have to shout out is the Terenzi brothers make another great appearance at the end of the film um, in the spaceship itself with their car, um, their ice cream truck. <laughs> and, you know, people are escaping and they're like, we got to go, we got to go. And they look at the the person who's telling them that they got to go and they go, we can't, it's rented. They can't (laughs) abandon their, they can't abandon their ice cream truck. It's rented. It's rented. It's so, I mean, just such good, good stuff. I also have to ask, because this happens multiple times in this movie, but it also happens multiple times in so many other movies. What is this fixation with cars flipping over and then just magically exploding Mm -hmm. i don't know it happens in every movie every movie i swear to you that Mm -hmm. happens i'm like that isn't that's that's not a thing yeah i don't know like it could happen but it could not too like i don't really understand (laughs) maybe it's just a a tried and tested excitement trigger or something it must be hashtag excitement trigger excitement trigger (laughs) i love it so yeah, I, I I just have so much fun with this movie. Yeah. I just do. I think that this is a campy movie with some scary moments that holds up through the test of time. Mm-hmm. It is, I, I would challenge that most horror nerds probably have this on their movie list yeah. of things that people not in the know should should get in the know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that's the same for me. Mm-hmm. It's on my list for sure. Yeah. Um. I would be remiss before we go into our what the hell if I didn't give a shout out to one of the ultimate B-movies, which is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Did not say that one out loud. (gasps) So I'm saying it out loud now. Have I seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? If you haven't, get on it. All right, I'm getting on it. Yeah. I'm getting on it. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yes. Okay. I will. Is that the theme song or is it now the theme song it is now well i think it kind of is the theme song okay um i highly recommend highly recommend i will have to watch yeah all right you (laughs) know what time it is monsters time for that what what the hell what the hell what the hell you hit us with a what the hell first antenna yes ma'am uh okay so i'm just gonna say this mine is about the fulmar chick Okay, so just to get started, Fulmar means foul gull. Okay. Uh, Picture it. Okay, you're a predator bird, you're a a squirrel, a fox, something, out looking for a little snack. A little snack. You know, you might be swooping in and out of coves, you know, running along the cliff, whatever, uh, going by the rocky seawalls. Yeah. Um, And looking for a little bit of uh, deliciousness. And all of a sudden you see this cuddly little baby seabird. Nestled in the nest, oh. minding its own business, yeah. defenseless. Yeah, I'm gonna eat that. Easy target. I'm gonna eat that. Yeah, I'm gonna eat that. Um, think again. Uh-oh. Uh oh. You have stumbled upon a Fulmar chick. Um, they have a very disturbing defense mechanism when they are. Uh, when they are, what's the word? Oh my God, I don't even know. We've been talking so much. What's the word? When they're threatened. Threatened. They're threatened. <laughs> they projectile vomit. Oh. Um, so a part of their stomach is called 
a proven triculus. Okay. And in this thing, they manufacture um, this and store it in there. Uh, it's like the stinking, foul, revolting oil. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, it can basically kill predators. So if it... It's so smelly, it kills you? Well, no, no. If it shoots up onto a predatory bird, um, it's kind of like glue, and it glues their feathers together. What? And, and they can't... Um, so they don't just smell like a hideous, you know, dumpster fire. Um the oil gets on them, and then they get weighed down, and they can't fly, and they plummet into the <gasps> sea. Um, you know, and you know, foxes, squirrels, rats, whatever, whatever else, get, they get a face full, and they they run away. I mean, obviously, yeah. But yeah, so it projectile vomits this hideous, almost kind of like skunk like, I guess. But yeah. there's a picture of it online. I'm like, Jesus. Oh my god. Yeah. So it vomits on you, and you run away. Evolution, man. I, why can't I have that ability? I know. To projectile vomit when I feel threatened, which is pretty much, I mean, I am in a state of I feel threatened. Yeah, all the time right now. 100% yeah. of the time. So it's basically at will at this point that I yeah. could projectile vomit. And yeah, not only would it strike fear in the hearts of my foes, but it would also leave a lasting goo, glue-like yeah. substance on yeah. their skin, just to remind them. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a marvel of evolution. <laughs> well, and you know, um, as they get older, they grow out of that. Oh man, no. Yeah. That's no, we got to keep that. The dangerous period is when they're young. You got to keep that. Um. So my final word is, uh, so snacking on the baby puking nightmare. Equals instant regret. Yes. What the hell? What the hell? Baby puking nightmare. Full mar. Full mar. Full mar chick. G- full mar chicks. It's Love a that. Seabird. Love that. It's not, a, it's not an actual gull though, but it resembles them apparently. Yeah. Love All right, that. bitch. What you got? Okay. Oh, this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this one without just dying of laughter. Um. Have you ever wondered what a dinosaur's butthole looked like? Probably at least once. At least once. For me, this is the common thought every day. Yeah. What What does that dinosaur butthole look like? So a new there's a new scientific paper out there right now. Now, important to note, the scientific paper has not been peer-reviewed yet. I will peer-review it for you. <laughs> Just give it to me. Check. Uh, there is a dinosaur. I'm going to say this completely incorrectly. The Psittacosaurus. So the Psittacosaurus lived 100 million years ago. And it was kind of like a Labrador retriever sized. What? Dinosaur. Okay. And they have found, for some reason, they have found like multiple um, mummified Psittacosaurus is out really? there. Because, as you know, like most of the time when people find dinosaurs, it's fossils, it's bones. Mm-hmm. It's not mummified dinosaurs. But for some reason, they found a couple of these mummified Psittacosaurus. And that's why they know that the, the Psittacosaurus's butthole was crocodile-like. <laughs> crocodile-like? Oh, God, go on. Go on. Uh, okay. So, I love every moment <laughs> of this. Um... So, 
obviously the butthole is a soft fleshy part of the dinosaur just not a bone so because they were mummified they were able to see the butthole okay um they called it they described it as a blackish model ovoid area oh what um what i find truly fascinating aside from them really focusing in on the butthole in this article (laughs) was that because they found a bunch of these mummified dinosaurs they also like actually saw their skin yeah and so they could like a lot of times when they come up with these graphic interpretations there's a lot of conjecture yeah yeah and so they kind of guess at what the color would have been like or what the you know make the where the fleshy fatty parts would have been but with these they kind of have a good sense of that Mm -hmm. so they already know that the pseudocosaurus it was kind of the browner on top and lighter on the underbelly uh-huh. um, they know what the scales look like and then they also know what the butthole looks like so i i find that fascinating yeah i do too what i find horrifying about the whole butthole situation <laughs> is that the pseudocosaurus has a butthole that is known as a cloaca oh god i know what that is so that means it's a one-stop shop <laughs> Meaning, a lot of things come out, and then you put some stuff in there as well. (laughs) (laughs) So, do what you will with that. Don't ducks have that? Ducks have that. Do ducks have that? I think ducks have that. Man. No wonder they get so angry. Ducks have that. They get so angry. I think ducks have that. I'm thinking of geese. Geese Geese get really angry. I bet they have a cloaca. I bet Greece have Don't a cloaca. Don't get your cloaca in a bunch. <laughs> Don't get your cloaca in a bunch, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to tell that goose next time. So, uh, excellent. If you want to see a picture of a dino butthole, visit our website. I'm going to link it. It's going to be great. It is a very confusing, abstract piece of art, I would say. What's this? What? That's, duck, that's a cloaca. Is that the duck cloaca? Uh huh. Help us all. Help it's us all. spiral shape. Look, it's yeah. it's twisted. It's spiral yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Terrifying, terrifying. Um, I can't advocate for you to well, Google cloaca. Oh, okay. That is a thing that I saw. <laughs> you were the one that took us there. I saw. I saw that in my lifetime. So let's just say, if you want to see a dino butthole, go to thehorrorsalon.com. We will get you linked. Uh. It's really a nice abstract piece of art, I will say. Science at its finest. I'm really I'm I'm really proud of our scientific community for pulling through on this one. Yeah. Um and, and discovering what the people want. It's what the people want. Which is anal history. That's exactly wow. right. Wow. Okay, and with that, I get I'm getting disturbing images happening about ducks. Ducks. <laughs> All right. So with that Thank you, yeah. listeners. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thank-, Thank you, listeners. Um, we love you guys. We love you guys so much. Um, if we did not cover your favorite B-horror movie tonight, uh, and you have some B-horror loves you'd like to give a shout out to, mm-hmm. please reach us. Um, you can find us at info at com. We'd love to hear what your favorite B-movies are, and we'd yep. love to give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, so please do drop us a line there. 
Um, also, find us on our Instagram. Yeah. We've got some fun content going up there on a regular basis. That's at the Horror Salon. So please give us a follow there. Um, and then just visit us on our website. Like I mentioned, we always got fun content going up there, like dinosaur buttholes and many other fun mm-hmm. things. So that's the Um, And then the last thing I would be remiss if I didn't say is we super appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in every week, giving us a listen, um, for sharing with friends. We Mm -hmm. hope that you are enjoying yourselves as much as we are enjoying doing this for you. We hope to do it for a very, very long time. Um, If you wouldn't mind giving us a follow, a subscribe, a like, wherever you listen to podcasts, a review, that would help us out quite a bit. And also share with some friends and family you think might be interested. We'd love to get more of you on the horror salon bandwagon. um, A couple of nerds talking about awesome nerdy stuff awesome nerdy stuff <laughs> so that was my shoe Ooh, it was great it was screaming it was screaming it was in uh in thrill <laughs> of our podcast in cloacal thrill all right hashtag cloacal thrill oh god do not get at me for introducing you to the cloaca that's well, just what you signed up for it's on now yeah okay so. chocolate okay <laughs> <laughs> On that note, yes, the <coughs> every time, every time, the candle is out. The glasses are most definitely yes, empty. Yes, they are. I am your co-host, Andemic, and I'm your co-host, the witch. We'll see you next time at the horror salon, where we curate the strange and unusual until dawn. Do us part. It's the witch and Andemic. Music for this episode is Rage by the 126ers. Check out our website for show notes and links to some cool extras. Later, nerds.